On Monday, August 8th, Tall Can Audio hits 1,000 episodes. Wait, that's still on? Who could possibly still care? And the gang is all here to celebrate. It's euphoric. It's got to be close to Nirvana. It's outstanding. For the first time ever, Maddie, Michaela, Rob, and Matt are all live in studio together. It's happening, you guys! It's happening! Oh my god! Oh my god! I wish you all were here! Is this likely to go well? Just check my notes here. No! At least it will make a lot of noise. Boom. Here comes the boom. A thousand pods and a thousand pints. I don't think I've ever been as proud in my entire life. TCA 1000 drops Monday, August 8th, wherever you find low-quality podcasts. Fuck, it's out of control. Shit. This is Tall Can Audio. How's it going, everybody? Welcome into an all-new episode of the Tall Can Audio Podcast. Not just any episode of the podcast. This is the showcase of the immortals. This is the granddaddy of them all. Uh, As long as you consider Kevin Mickey and I to be immortal. uh, I have a feeling we're super mortal. Kevin Mickey from Sportsnet is here. How's it going today, man? Uh, No, not immortal. Definitely not. (laughs) The way I'm I'm feeling these days, absolutely not. I'm not... uh, I definitely don't have the power of Hulk Hogan. Yeah, no. You can't just get down on your knees, start shaking your head, and suddenly have a no. great day. Like <laughs> No, exactly. Well let's see let's see what let's see what that oh, does right yeah. there. Yeah. Never seen the Hulk do that. No. Uh, we are on Twitter and Instagram at Talkin Audio, Facebook.com slash Talkin Audio, and I hope you'll subscribe wherever you're listening to this one. Uh, Kevin Mickey is on Twitter and I believe Instagram. It's the same handle, isn't it? Ke- at Kevin Mickey. That's correct. We will uh, share all those links as we go, as well as it is WrestleMania week, as you people know. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, so we will share Kevin's work as well as we uh, move through the week. He's got a lot on his plate right now. Appreciate you making some time, man. How are you doing? Good. Good, buddy. Yeah, we're uh, we're flying through WrestleMania week right now. We are making our way through it nice quickly. Uh, it's just came up on us pretty quick as as long as the year is, it seems like WrestleMania season, it's even quicker. Um, so, but it's fun that it's here and I'm happy to be able to uh, jump on with you, talk some wrestling and I'm happy to be able to uh, pump out some content for Sportsnet too. Cause it's cool. It's, it's fun. It's a fun time of year, especially when shows like Sportsnet central, you know, the flagship news yeah. show that we have doesn't, really pay attention to wrestling which makes sense um but when wrestlemania week comes entertainment central yeah exactly (laughs) when when wrestlemania week comes we get some fun stuff um and we have sport like so sportsnet i produce some things for sportsnet central even this week that's going to run in the uh the flagship news show so uh sports and sports entertainment together at last so you're and and i heard you crack your point there we're going to get to that in a second but you are um as far as Sportsnet goes, and I know you got a, a, a bunch of help. I, I know you got people who produce stuff with you and and, and people who, who run a bunch of the, the graphics and everything. But you seem to be like the guy 
spearheading this in terms of the voice of these pieces and and the guy who's doing most of the writing. Do I have that about right? Are you are you the wrestling guy as far as the mainstream Sportsnet feeds go? Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. I mean, I'd say so. I'm out of all the full time employees the Sportsnet has. I'm I'm the guy who will spearhead trying to produce the most wrestling content. We do have another guy behind the scenes who came over from the score and has been here since then. His name is James Ladd. He's one of the guys who helps with a lot of the uh, booking of guests for various things that Sportsnet wants to do where they want to cross-promote between brands. And so he'll get guests for random video interviews, but then a lot of the time... Uh, he'll come to me and he'll ask me to do those interviews. Right. Uh, but a lot of the time I'll be chasing stuff myself and writing things myself and pitching things myself uh, on top of my other job within Sportsnet, which is producing highlights, producing other things for Sportsnet 360, Sportsnet Central, the Sportsnet websites, yada, yada, yada. Less yada, important yada. non-wrestling things. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> The sport uh, side of the non-sports yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Uh, tell us briefly, and, and we'll share the video. Uh, I think we already have, but we will share it again on our social media feeds. Uh, tell me about the, the Joel Embiid piece that oh, <laughs> you guys geez. put out uh, just this week. So that's the kind of, that's the kind of stuff that... I, so when we produce things for the, the wheel, we call it, Sportsnet 360, the highlights of the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, best highlights in Canada, by the way, because sure, yeah. you get a lot more there than you'd get on either Sportsnet Central Clearly. or even or even TSN. Yep. Um, so we, we get to take a lot of liberties with it. And that one of the things that we love to do is kind of think outside the box. So when I saw Joel Embiid give the suck it sign after he <laughs> got fouled and hit a shot against Carl Anthony Towns, I said, we got to do something with this. Now, obviously, we can't use the DX theme. That's copyrighted. I was surprised by that because you are the partner. Like Roger Sportsnet, for those who don't yeah. know, is the distributor for WWE in Canada. D- I was surprised you couldn't use the, the actual music. WWE is very, very tight with okay. whatever with what you're allowed to use, okay. even if you're a partner like us. It's, it's kind of like the UFC, where the UFC, even if you're a partner, they'll only let you show... Uh, in a main UFC pay-per-view, let's say, sometimes you can only show up to like four minutes of action right. and like one knockout, but the knockout can't be from the main event. There's okay, always yeah. these restrictions. So WWE's kind of similar to that. Yep. Um, they like to control what they give you. Uh, that so new, we, brand new cutting edge DX theme. Exactly. So, so I went into our little internal system that we have and I just found the most knockoff, the closest thing to yeah. DX music that I could get, some knockoff version. And I just went to one of our editors. I found a bunch of effects in our system. And I said, listen, you got to layer the effects like this. Uh, then you got to cut it like this. And I'm going to voice it like this. <laughs> and then we're just going to send this to television and it'll air on national it was TV. Hilarious, man. Um, for anyone who, and, and, you know, whether you're a, a casual wrestling fan, a big time wrestling fan, whatever. You recognize that from a mile away, right? The the DX stuff and and what I couldn't believe in 2021, anyone, let alone an NBA superstar, was still dropping the uh, the suck it sign. And Bead's a huge wrestling fan he, too. Yeah. He, oh yeah, he loves it. He, um, I think it was a couple years ago we did something similar to that because Embiid, his favorite wrestler is Triple H. Okay, uh, and uh, tell for, me he did the water bottle. He did the water bottle thing coming, <laughs> coming in, coming into the game one time. It was one of the pregame introductions, and he he spit the water. It lit, it was it was a terrible spit. And anyways, yeah. Triple H commented on it. He said, "We got to work on that spit game." <laughs> um, 
So, anyways, we I think we found some like again knockoff music, yeah. and we put it. We made it so it seemed like Embiid was the game, but of course it's Joel and Joel the process Embiid, so it's time to play the process. Of course, yes. And uh, you know it was funny the when that Embiid pack aired, whenever that was, a few nights ago, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a week ahead of WrestleMania or so. Uh, one of my favorite people at Sportsnet is Martine Geyer. Sure, yeah. Uh, she's she's one of our anchors. She is a she's like a day one. Pro. Yeah, she's she's a pros pro. She's mm-hmm. so good and she's so fun to work with too. Everybody on the sports and the newsroom floor loves Martine. Right. And anyways, she was tasked with reading the pack and it came up. And so the person scripting the pack was like, well, I don't know how to write this. And I said, well, just say Embiid fouled plus, or uh, hits the shot plus the foul and then gestures using 1990s D-Generation X WWE gesture or something like that. And Martine was reading it and she was like, well, I don't know about this gesture. <laughs> no, I can't imagine she would. Uh, I, lo- I love her. She's yeah. the best. Uh, we heard you crack, uh, but we, we can't go any further. We could go down a huge rabbit hole, but we can't go any further without talking about the points. That's what we do here. Uh, what did we hear you crack open there a second ago? So I uh, I have a Bose lug treads, uh, oh, nice. two and a half percent actually. It's it's a it's the extra light beer, okay. and actually I've I found that uh, it's it's very tasty. Uh, I, any other light beer out there that's like mass produced is yep. terrible, and you might as well be drinking water. But this actually has some flavor to it, which okay. I enjoy. Yeah. And uh, if I have to go to the grocery store later, which mm-hmm. I'm not sure I'm going to have to, uh, I'll be able to <laughs> get through the grocery store just fine. If I if, even if I have a couple of these two and a half percents. Okay, I like that. They're from up here in this uh, neck of the woods, Van Cleek Hill, not uh, too far east of Ottawa. Um, they've made I gotta, some I gotta, really nice stuff. Yeah, I got a friend that works for them. Uh, she's ac- she's actually uh, one of my fiancés, good friends. One from of university. my fiancés. <laughs> it's one of my fiancés. <laughs> right. Uh, it's one of her good friends, uh, is, like works in sales for them. But actually, I also picked up another beer today mm-hmm. uh, that I've had before. It's called it's from Shed Brewing, which is uh, south southwestern Ontario. Okay, I think it's in the Niagara region. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyways, it's called Lager Shed, and it's it's a very very good lager, good craft lager, very very uh, drinkable. You can drink a few of them, yeah, uh, but still with a lot of flavor to them. Very good. Uh, I've had a bunch of the stuff out of Bose and I've had a pile of lug tread. I didn't know they had done like a lug tread light or whatever you want to call it, like a two and a half percent, um, yeah, very prominent yeah. up here. So it's, it's tasty too. You know, two and a half percent. I was, wasn't really sold on it when I took a look at them, but I figured I'd try it. And yeah. Well, I, I we said are. to you before the show started, like I'm trying to cut back, right? So you're kind of at a point where it's like, I'm, I'll only have a pint for show's sake, but now I want to do a show like every day or twice a day or whatever yeah. might be going. My <laughs> yeah. my pre-pandemic genes are leaving their judgmental prints on me as we yep. roll yep. through this. So maybe I need to check that one out. I am into, um, this appears to be like a, a seasonal or they're calling it their global series or whatever, but this is the vanilla oatmeal stout from the Collingwood Brewing Company. Uh, I've had a few things out of the Collingwood Brewing Company. They have a Rockwell Pilsner that I really like. Um, I believe I've had one or two other things before, but uh, I know I've had the the Pilsner a bunch of times. I, I really enjoy that one. So this is the first time with the, the vanilla oatmeal stout. Uh, pretty tasty off the first hop, to be honest with you. Uh, I have 
at the risk of sounding a little too creepy, I've slid into your DMs before and caught you trying the uh, the Pink Whitney. Uh, you were at a cottage at that point. Um, I don't know if it's yours. I don't know if you were guesting somewhere else. I, I don't know what that looks like. Are you a Collingwood, like Muskoka type of guy? Or on your weekends away, are you more of a, like a Kawartha guy? What is What does a cottage weekend look like uh, if you're going camping or, or visiting um, throughout the summer anyway? So I haven't had the Pink Whitney since then. Yeah. Uh, it's a fantastic summer drink. You pour it over ice. Sure. And you, and sit, out by, yeah. you sit out by a fire. And Feeling super masculine great. with your bright exactly. pink, uh, whatever. And then, in your Bret Hart pint glass is the only way. See, <laughs> that's the only way I'll drink it, with the Bret Hart shades. And then when I come out to the fire, I give the shades to somebody else. Obviously, yeah. You got to put them on somebody and... I uh, I'm I I love going up to Muskoka. I okay. don't have a cottage up there. My my uncle does. Right. We used to f- take family trips. Right. Like someone we, we, we know has a cottage. Exactly. <laughs> we took family trips up to the, his cottage every year, usually for a family reunion. Haven't done it in a few years now. Yeah. But it's I love going up there. I think last year it was in August. Myself, my fiance, and, and a couple friends. We 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 had rented a cottage because mm. we were originally going to go up there for a concert. Okay, but uh, the concert obviously didn't happen. Yeah, uh, it was it was to go see the band Pup, which is a good Toronto band. Heard of them? Yeah, never seen. They're them. great. Heard them. Yeah, they're they're fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and but obviously the concert didn't happen. So just me, and my buddy, and my fiance and his girlfriend, we went up there and. I think we just went and we fished every morning. We mm-hmm. drank a bunch of pink Whitney at night and <laughs> we just, just relaxed because there was really nothing else no. to do. But I do enjoy hitting up Muskoka, having some beers, yeah. drinking a pink Whitney. Maybe once the weather gets warmer, I'll consume a couple more pink Whitney's. Well, that's sure it. Like I, I'm one of these guys. Same thing with um, uh, the – there's a, a whiskey distillery down in Hamilton that's been put uh, – Forty Creek – They've been putting out this uh, vanilla or uh, this Nanaimo bar whiskey. And I, I couldn't get enough of it through the winter, right? Like you'd pour a little on ice. Maybe you'd put it in your coffee or hot chocolate, whatever you want to do. It seemed very festive. And then I got a bunch of bottles and they just kind of sat there, right? Like you kind of, same thing here. I have the, the pink Whitney sitting in my condo and like I had bought a bunch of bottles of it after the initial try you get through some of it and then you're like, all right, like I'm on to the next thing, right? Like it's fun mm-hmm. to try for a little yeah. bit. And, and like you say, um, once the sun starts beating down a little hotter again, maybe you get back into it, but I'm a Kawartha guy. I've never been much of a, of a Muskoka guy. I, I'm more Lindsay, Bob Cage in Fenland right. Falls, that kind of a, a cottage person. So I've had a bunch of beers out of that region lately, but, uh, I, I know a lot of you Toronto people, you're, uh, you're more all about the, uh, the Muskokas. So yeah, we're fancy as fuck. Obviously. Yeah, of course, man. So, but I, I do enjoy uh, Bob Cajun brewery. That's great. Yes. Brewery. They make They've some got a few really good nice there. stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I've been piling up on that actually recently. So, um, nice. yeah. Why don't we talk since it's what we brought you in to do? Why don't we talk a little bit of wrestling? WrestleMania right. 37 goes That's this correct. weekend. And I got lots of stuff to ask you about that. But why don't we start here? Because the last time you were on, we talked about how uh, your parents had found some old wrestling tapes that you were going to have to have sent back to you or, uh, and then maybe locating a VCR to actually watch them on. Can you remember, even if not exactly the show, like what era, I know you're a little bit younger than me. Can you remember like what WrestleMania 
would have been like you're you're probably like me where you've seen them all now, but mm-hmm. can you remember which one you watched like at the time that it was released? What's the what's the first WrestleMania memory you have? Yeah, WrestleMania 12, absolutely the uh, the Iron Man match between yeah. Brett and Sean. That's the uh, I my we bought a used VHS very soon after very soon, probably in like within six months of it coming out. Right. Um, cause I wasn't keeping up week to week when I, I think WrestleMania six was, uh, 1990 or yeah, sorry, at the dome. Yeah. And so I was, I still lived in Calgary then I was born in Calgary. Uh, and I was two, I think okay. when that, when that happened, I'm six uh, at that point. So, or seven, I guess, but, <laughs> and then Russell, WrestleMania 12, yeah. uh, I was, in 1996 so i was i was about seven or eight when that came out so that was the uh that was the first the first one i remember sean versus brett i was devastated that brett lost but (laughs) i was very torn because i love sean as well i love both of them Mm -hmm. um i remember sitting through the entire match and being quite captivated by it even though it was long yes like an an hour's wrestling match yeah to sit through for someone who's seven or eight years old, that's a lot, but it is. they kept me captivated. So, I mean, that just speaks to how good of a wrestler both of Brett and Sean were. And yep. they were the right guys to do that because if you can captivate a seven-year-old, you can probably captivate uh, a 57-year-old as well. So kudos to those guys. Sure. It, um, the match still holds up. It does. It really does. And I, So I'm actually, I'm 37 right now. And we're WrestleMania 37. So that's how I keep track of my WrestleManias, oh. right? They're the same age as me, uh, essentially. That's, uh, that's how I keep track of my age. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I remember watching that one. And at 12 years old, I like now I watch that, that Iron Man match back. And I'm like, that's a classic. That's a, you know, it's perfect. At 12 years old, I still remember watching it and really enjoying it and all these things. But you almost look back at it now like a, you know, knowing the business a little better. Like, okay, we're not going to make either of these guys like lose repeatedly inside mm. this hour. And you kind of have a better feel for why it went the way it did. But I do remember watching that one live. Um, my dad was anything but a wrestling fan. So WrestleMania 12, I'm I'm 12. But he would put up with it, right? He would take me. We We lived out in the country. So we didn't have cable or satellite that could get these these shows i either got them on tape a day later or we would go to my uncle's place which was his brother-in-law and i can think of a million places on all of those nights my dad would have rather been than at his brother-in-law's <laughs> place watching these shows but for whatever reason that day um my uncle was away and he had just he had ordered the show i'm sure my dad paid him for it and then left the door open so he could take me and my two sisters in to watch that wrestlemania 12 and my sisters are two or three years younger than me. Like I have two sisters, so two and three years younger than me. They didn't love wrestling. Like if you had said to them, what do you want to do tonight? They wouldn't have said, go watch the wrestling match, but they didn't hate yeah. it. Like if we, if okay. it was something to do, they'd, they'd come and watch along. So it was the four of us who sat, watched that whole show. And there's not much else to that show. There's the gold dust Roddy Piper thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But other that's, than that, that's, it's, that's it's the other main one. Yeah. It's a soft card beyond that. And then. You're like this, it, you got an hour to see who's going to get the most wins inside that hour. And 
nobody gets any wins until that hour's over. I remember that being kind of a tough sell the next time I needed my dad to take me to a wrestling show. Um, it, not a bad show. I, I loved Brett at the time. Like I, I, I can remember, um, maybe 2015, 2016, whenever the Penguins won their first cup with Phil Kessel, mm-hmm. um, and they had the HBK line. And oh yeah. Yeah. Eglin Benino Kessel. That's yeah. right. And I remember down goes Brown saying, I don't know how you expect Canadian fans to get behind this in 1997, the entire citizenship test was just Brett versus Sean. (laughs) 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 So like just stuff like that, like that, that for some reason stands out to me. I do remember that one. I'll tell you the one that stands out to me the most, uh, WrestleMania nine, which is a terrible WrestleMania now knowing what we know, but the day after that airs, um, our neighbor, my dad's buddy brings over the tape and it was actually two tapes because it was so long and I don't know, you had to set it to LP and then it doesn't quite get, all get on one VHS or whatever's happening. I, I can remember the exact, exact spot where it splits. To be honest with you, it's after the narcissist Lex Luger versus Mr. Perfect and they're going to mm-hmm. brawl to the back at the end of the match and then the tape cuts and you have to put in the second tape and the brawl's over. Like the guy missed it and we're starting Undertaker versus Giant Gonzalez, which is a, a classic. Obviously, a classic. just catch as catch can, right? Like a wrestling, yep. um, but I'll, I'll tell you that WrestleMania nine, so I'm nine, the narcissist Lex Luger comes out. To, I'm, I'm, I know you know the mania. It's at Caesars Palace. It's outdoors. Yep. It's the toga party. Do you remember Lex Luger's entrance at that mania? I believe I do. He he came out and did he come out and pose in the he, he yeah, came out yeah. with all with all He's the mirrors, the mirrors in the ring? and the bikini clad thong bikini clad girls and nine year old Matt is I don't know what I'm looking at. I don't know why I love this, but I love this. I will watch every wrestling show from, yeah, I see the guy flexing in the mirror, but I see the bikini clad woman holding up that mirror far more clearly for whatever reason. Um, so that's the, the one that I remember being like brought over on two VHS tapes the day after the true prelude to the attitude era. Yes. Um, Brett loses to Yokozuna. Hulk Hogan comes out and beats Yokozuna right away. At the time, you're like, all right, ultimate good guy, whatever. Uh, later on, you're like, all right, that's a shit booking. Yeah, exactly. Terrible ending. The one and where Brett, I... Brett's, Brett's talked about that recently, even, where he was he was told about what the finish was going to be the night before the show mm-hmm. because Hogan had pitched it. Yes, of course. And of course Brett goes, did. that's what they're going to do. And he, and he said, I felt like sticking my fingers down my throat. Mm-hmm. And then, thank God, they got the the next year they really made up for it because Brett had the two, he had the first match against Owen, yeah, which is to this day, one of the best WrestleMania matches, maybe my favorite WrestleMania match ever. And then later in the night, you had Sean Razor in ladder match. And yeah. then also then to finish the night, you had Brett winning the title against Yokozuna. So f- they got it right. Finally. Yeah. If only, if it, even if it took a year. And so that is what I was going to bring up next. Like I, I, that's kind of my earliest memory. I know I saw WrestleMania six months later on tape, um, at WrestleMania six, I'm six. So obviously I didn't see it at the time, whatever, but WrestleMania 10, as you said, Brett versus Owen in the opener, that's my favorite WrestleMania match ever. And the storytelling 
is brilliant. And Owen is this spoiled brat, this piece of shit who hates his older brother. And all the way along, the story is great. They kind of get into this weird argument at Survivor Series in November, and then they patch it up over the holidays so that they can tag at the Royal Rumble, and Brett's going to sacrifice his singles career to tag with Owen. And the whole time, Owen's like, we're going to capture the tag team champions, the Rocket leading the way with Brett strapped right behind me, right? And you're like, (laughs) he doesn't realize, I mean, he does as he's... Out of character, he knows exactly what he's doing, but in character, he's just being this shithead, right? And and then Brett hurts his knee, and Owen's furious, and and they go, and, and so there's co-winners at the Royal Rumble. Brett and Lex Luger touch at the same time, going over the top rope. All thanks to Brett. Yes, gorgeous. Like, just such a, a, a technician, right? Knew exactly what he was doing, made sure everybody's feet touch at the same time, and then... In storyline, they decide, okay, Brett's going to face Owen to start the show. Luger's going to face Yokozuna. And then the winners will meet at the end of WrestleMania 10 to crown a new champion. And Owen plays this so perfectly. He's such a whiny little shit all the way through. You hate this little brother. And he beats Brett in this unbelievable match to start WrestleMania 10. He wins after being such an asshole through the whole thing. And then you go on and Brett's still going to face the champ at the end of the night and Brett beats Yoko and everyone's in the ring holding Brett up on their shoulders and the show closes with Owen with Owen. Yep. Standing there in the aisleway looking seething, disgusted. Just yep. seething. And you're like you want to hate him. And you should, because he's been this asshole. But at the same time, he's like, I just beat you. Like, it, the, the writing the, at the time, the storytelling was so brilliant that Brett, Brett could afford to lose to Owen in the opening match because he's going to go on and win the title. And now you've given Owen, for the rest of the year, this justification to be like, I'm better than you. And mm-hmm. you're the guy getting all this. To me, that, more than anything else, hooked me into wrestling for the next however many years was like, and I, I know I'm talking about wrestling and storytelling and, and, but that was it. Like it was a brilliant piece of booking to let Owen win that first match, have Brett win the title and Owen be able to go, fuck you, right? Like, yeah. I'm better yeah. than you. And no mm-hmm. one wanted to believe it, but he had the case. So to me, that was it, man. That's the WrestleMania for me. WrestleMania 10, you mentioned earlier, it's, it's it's Sean versus Razor in the ladder match as well, um, and all these things that go with it. But to me, that one I, I'll never forget. Like that hooked me as a wrestling guy, maybe for life, right? Like and that's a, that's a that's an all time moment for Canadian wrestling as well. Of course, yeah. It's the it's it's for the second year in a row a Canadian is headlining WrestleMania, but for the first for the first time a Canadian wins in the main event of WrestleMania to capture the championship. So yeah. that's that's a pivotal moment in the history of pro wrestling. In the Great White North, Bret Hart, of course, is the flag bearer for that. Yeah. Um, at, at that point, we kind of end up in this down period. Eleven is is LT versus Bam Bam in the main event, and um, you know, Sean, Sean versus Diesel somehow in the undercard. Yes. Before that is with, and they had Pamela Anderson with them. Yeah. Uh, and uh, another another female who I can't remember now. I can't remember her name. Ah, uh, something McCarthy. 
Jen, Jenny, Jenny, Jenny McCarthy up yeah, all it, yeah. night. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, and it's, it's crazy that ba- that Bam Bam Bigelow and Lawrence Taylor headlined and like, geez, Jesus, what a, what a gong show that was. Yeah. yeah. Not, not great. Not a great show. Still in this era of sort of trying to incorporate the celebs, but wrestling is in this downturn at that point, right? From all those Hulk Hogan years and, and kind of trying to turn it over. Um, for years afterwards, I would see them a day later, uh, Everything 13 through 17 or X seven, I guess we're supposed to call it the greatest WrestleMania ever. I also, I saw a day later, uh, on tape. I wanted to ask you because it was in Toronto at the sky dome. Were you at WrestleMania X eight? Yep. Yep. I was there. I, uh, had to, my old man worked downtown at the time for some big insurance company and he had access to get tickets and I begged and pleaded and he got me tickets. (laughs) So my, uh, one of my older sisters, uh, took me there, me and a friend, and we got to we got to see. It. And I remember I was so confused by the fact that The Rock was getting booed. Yeah, when he was facing Hulk Hogan, because I I didn't have the appreciation for Hulk Hogan when in uh, in two thousand two. Well, we should tell people right in the lead up, they're so desperate to make Hulk the bad guy, but everyone's so mm-hmm. happy to see Hulk back. Hulk at some point tries to run over the Rock's ambulance with a transport truck. Uh, he hits Rock in the back of a head, uh, the head with a with a hammer, like all trying to make him a bad guy. And then they get to Toronto at the Dome for eighteen. Hogan comes out and the crowd's just like, yeah, <laughs> and like it was. It, it's deafening. It's it's always the litmus test too. It's just like if you want to watch a decent wrestling match. That looked like you know it's fun. Yeah, you can you can watch WrestleMania X Eight, mm-hmm. uh, Hogan versus Rock with the sound off. If you want to watch one of the greatest wrestling matches of all time, watch Hogan versus Rock with the sound on. Right, because holy shit, does the Toronto crowd really convince you that that match is something? And it was, yeah. it was incredible. I I still I was thirteen, okay. and I couldn't believe the crowd sound. It yeah. was the loudest thing I'd ever been to in my entire life. Uh, and it was the biggest crowd reaction to anything that I'd ever seen in my entire life up until that point, maybe still to this point. Like yeah. I was at the Batista bat flip game. Oh. I've been at, I was, I've been at every single Toronto Blue Jays home game, uh, home playoff game, uh, over the two years that they made it in 2015, 2016. Mm-hmm. And even still to this day, I think rock Hogan was, was louder in the sky dome rather than the Batista bat flip, the, the Donaldson dash, the Edwin walk off. Right. It's, Rock Hogan to this day, still the biggest thing that I've ever heard in there. I, I can remember making my great aunt very upset and she's like, um, she's a very religious woman and, and God love her. She's a sweet old lady. But I, we were talking and, uh, she was talking about the time the Pope came to the Sky Dome. I said, that's the second most attended event in Sky Dome history. She's like, that's really interesting. What was the first? I was like, WrestleMania. And she's like, no, oh, God, right? And you like, said, let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll never forget on Christmas day of 2001. So about four or five months before WrestleMania 18 in Toronto, I open up uh, on Christmas. So as everybody can tell, uh, WrestleMania 18 was going to be my 18th birthday. My mom, sweetest woman in the world. She always goes out of her way to make something. So I I'm opening up this wrapped stone cold action figure. I'm like, that's weird. Like I, I open it and I can kind of see tucked inside it is a ticket to WrestleMania 18. Oh, and yeah. she's gone out of her way to, to get this done. I can only imagine what it cost. And, and she got it done and then gave the other ticket to like 
my oldest friend in the world. He lived right across the street through our whole childhood. He was also a big wrestling guy. She gave the other ticket to his mom to give to him on, on Christmas. And almost within like minutes after opening, I was like, wait, what's the date on this? And it is literally the only weekend the entire winter I'm supposed to be out of town. I can't go. And the heartbreak, both on my face and on hers, as she's done this like amazingly thoughtful gift, it was awful, right? And and so we end up giving my ticket to my buddy's little brother, and they are constantly, if you watch the DVD, if you watch them, they are on camera all the time. That's how good wow. the seats were. They're like eight, ten rows up on the hard camera side, right? Like where the hard camera would be facing. Yeah, you can yeah, yeah. see them constantly. And I'm just like, I, I can't, that was also Jericho versus triple H after yep. his big return. Yep. Um, I, the first, the first Canadian in a main event of mania since, since Brett, since Brett. 12. Yeah. Um, so I, I was supposed to go, I couldn't go. It's still one of the uh, that's the, the biggest regrets I have. One of those classic WrestleManias, man. That is heartbreaking, <laughs> and I'm very, very sorry to hear yeah. that. Because yes, I certainly did enjoy the fact that I was able to go to that, and I was at that. It's uh, it's something I'll I'll remember forever. Yeah. Absolutely, it's one of those things. Like even ESPN, every now and then they put on these like you know, 50 things every guy needs to do in their life. And WrestleMania weekend, it's like, it's always on there. It's not just the Super Bowl. It's not always, you know, like WrestleMania is part of it. So, um, yeah. It's still some, I've never, I still haven't done the proper WrestleMania weekend. So I went to WrestleMania, mm-hmm. but I didn't do any of the events around WrestleMania or anything like that. Cause I lived 40 minutes outside the city. Yes. So my dad's, my dad. He's always said, he's like, I go downtown enough. I don't want to go down yeah, there again. We're not going down to shake hands with Scotty too hot. Yeah, exactly. on Saturday at 1 p.m. Yeah, but it does the worm. Dad, come on. <laughs> uh, I've never done the actual weekend. It's something that I'd love to do. It's something that maybe when the pandemic's over, I'd love Sportsnet to be able to send me down to a WrestleMania to cover yes. it because that'd be super badass. Yeah, everything's awesome uh, when someone else is paying for it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, not my dime. Perfect. <laughs> Um, yeah, man, just, you know, since then, as you've gone along, what jumps out at you, you know, we're going to get to this year's card. What are kind of your favorite moments or, you know, matches, things like that? I, you know, a couple of years ago, we saw the Hardys return to a huge pop. Um, Mm -hmm. that was kind of cool. You know, we've seen Cena versus the rock. We've seen, I can remember. This might be my most retweeted tweet ever. The Rock's coming out at, and you'll probably, the one where he's the host at 29, maybe, or 30. Is this, is this one where he's got the, uh, or no, 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 I know what you're talking about. The, the year before he wrestles. Yes, Cena. before he wrestles Cena. He comes out, he's got the cannon, and he's just coming out to announce a new sellout record at whatever stadium they're at. And he's walking down in the same track pants he's always wearing. And I tweeted out, the Rock's wearing wrestling boots under those track pants, and it got thousands of retweets. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's I think it's Rowan and Harper that he ends up like beating one on one or whatever, like in this thirty second match. But I'm like, yeah, it, he's about it, to do something, right? Like something's about to happen here, and he I, sets another WrestleMania record. Yes, shortest win ever. Yeah, it was, it was the quickest win ever. Yeah, yeah, and so, but that 
like that's my sad Twitter claim to fame. It's just like, hey, The Rock's wearing wrestling boots and like thousands of retweets on. And sure enough, yeah, we end up seeing this, uh, this whatever. So that, you know, that's one. I, that was I, WrestleMania 32, actually. He did that. Yeah, he did that. That was, uh, that was the main event, Triple H versus Roman Reigns. Yeah, at, okay, uh, that makes sense. At, at Jerry's World in Dallas. Well, because earlier on, too, we do the thing, right, as he... Also super cool with Rhonda, right? He's in the ring, John with Triple H and Stephanie, and then he's walking away, and they're like, "Yeah, that, you, was, that was that was the year before was WrestleMania it? 31, yeah, okay. in uh, in San Francisco, yeah." And they're like, "You wouldn't hit a woman, would you?" And he's like, "No," and he like goes to walk away, and then the camera kind of zooms to his left. Brilliant WWE production, honestly. And there's yeah. and the crowd knows long before us on TV. You can hear them chanting, "Rhonda, she's standing yep. there." beside yep. him going and and they see ronda rousey and all of a sudden she jumps the fence in she comes and they have this cool exchange right but as you said brilliantly produced that he's like i guess i have to walk away and then the slow camera pan and there's ronda rousey You're like unbelievable man <laughs> like wwe man they are without a without a doubt one of the greatest production companies in the world and yes. everything that is especially live television. It's like, oh, no one does it better than right. WWE. You can say what you will about a lot of the times, a lot of the things they do are overproduced. Sure. But man, when they're producing a big spot, yeah, they get those camera shots right Incredible. every single time. It, they ain't messing that up. It's, mm-hmm. it's world-class every time. Any, uh, especially if you're watching something like AEW now, where it's it's awesome television. You're, it's very sure. enjoyable. I I I watch AEW every week. I mm-hmm. really enjoy it. Um, but a lot of the times, sometimes you're even like the the camera missed the big spot. Yes. Or it was it, somebody was in the wrong spot for this. It's the same problem they always used to talk about, right? WWE when they were facing WCW. WWE was a wrestling company that created a TV show. Mm-hmm. WCW was a TV company that produced a wrestling show. And so half the time, the guys that were shooting the show and, and the cameraman or whatever just got back from the Atlanta Braves or yep, whatever or, else or was the, going on. Or the NBA. Yeah, yeah. They didn't know to be in position. Hey, if Ray's climbing up to the top rope, that guy's about to do something crazy. You're going to want to get a camera on him, right? Yeah. Whereas... The guys who shoot WWE are just guys who shoot WWE. They're there every single. They know every single. They know, week. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. WWE is again just it's it's hard to say enough good things about them, particularly when it comes to WrestleMania season. Though, yes, the WrestleMania promo packages that they produce. I mean, one of the greatest promo packages in the history of Jesus Christ entertainment yeah. was uh, WrestleMania X Seven. Yes. The Rock, The Rock, and Stone Cold with. Like Limp see what you want about Limp Biscuit, but like the My Way promo that it they was produced, incredible was, man! Woo, it is to this day one of the best produced things WWE's ever done, and even Stone Cold and The Rock, they still talk about how great it was. Yeah, there was nothing better to build that show up. Uh, the one that that stands out to me, kind of, you know, we're we're skipping through a bunch of eras here and everything, but I loved, and I know we're not supposed to talk about him anymore. Chris Benoit versus Triple H versus Shawn versus Michaels, Michaels yep. at WrestleMania 20. Um, and, and, and they that matches, just, that match is incredible. It's, it's when two it top is, guys decide we're going to put this guy over strong. The champ's going to tap out. Triple H has been terrorizing the roster for however long. 
incredible, right? And then him and Eddie at the end of the show embrace all. Like, oh my god! It was it's done beautifully. Like, it. You never want to say it's a shame that they can't show that anymore yeah. because the reasons are so understandable. Yeah. Chris Benoit. Yeah, he turns out he to be did, a shit human being. What he yes. did to at the end of his life is yes. despicable. And yes. Terrible. The professional wrestling aspect to the life of Chris Benoit, right. particularly WrestleMania 20, yes. is incredible. Yep. And when you think about WrestleMania 20, he wins the triple threat match against two of the all-time greats. Mm -hmm. Him and Eddie embrace at the end of the show. And then the next pay-per-view is Backlash in Edmonton, in Edmonton yep. his hometown. And he wins again. The other guy taps out. They run it back, triple threat. So on WrestleMania 20... Triple H taps out to the crossface in Edmonton at Backlash. Shawn Michaels, I believe, taps out to the sharpshooter. Yep. yep. Right there in Al Alberta, yep. Canada, man. Get it over, right? Shawn tapping out in Alberta is exactly what that crowd wants. Mm -hmm. it, it's You're right. Yeah. It sucks that they can't show it anymore. They're right to do it. I don't hold it against them. Um, I totally understand why you don't want to celebrate that guy but just brilliant again storytelling, right? Absolutely. Like I think I think even like Chris Jericho has talked about this, where he, I mean, Jericho certainly holds his own ideals above those of everyone else. Yes. But he's right when he says, "I still choose to think about Benoit's wrestling legacy as top tier," mm -hmm. and I don't think he's wrong to think that. But it's. It's so hard to separate Chris Benoit, the wrestler, and Chris Benoit, the human being, particularly yeah. in how his life ended. That's right. Uh, but when you think about just WrestleMania 20, it, like even the the Eddie Bur the Eddie match was so good. It yep. was so good. Uh, Eddie Eddie and uh, Angle uh, Angle, yeah, Kurt Angle. Uh, it was uh, like two of the all time greats again, and Eddie and Kurt, Kurt Angle, just so many amazing matches that night. And then you had Taker Kane, Taker coming back as, as, um, the, the dead, dead man. man. Yeah. The female, yeah. <laughs> the, the dead man returns. You had the awful, awful Goldberg Brock Lesnar match <laughs> with stone cold as a special guest referee. Or stone cold is the only one the crowd's willing to talk. The guy's been retired. Yeah, for the, the entire crowd, like it's a, crowd full of smart marks who yeah. are all just they all know that both guys are leaving so Goldberg only has a one year contract we know he's leaving and know, Brock Lesnar decides he's going to try he's going to the for, NFL yeah for yeah. the Minnesota Vikings he's leaving and so the whole wrestling crowd's like fuck both these guys then right and mm -hmm. just crapped all over that match the entire time uh, I will say that uh, one of a, fu a fun match that I watched the other night because I was doing some research for a piece that I was writing was was from uh, WrestleMania X nine, which was, uh, the year after the Toronto pay-per-view yep. in Seattle, 2003. And this is what they, a lot of people call the end of the attitude era. Cause yes. it's the last match the stone cold ever has. Yep. Um, in the second to last match of the night, he loses to the rock, but on the undercard, uh, you had a lot of awesome matches. Shawn Michaels versus Chris Jericho. Amazing. Really, really good match. Um, Trish w w wasn't a triple threat for the women's championship. And that's one of the better, Matches that Trish, I think, ever kind had in her turns. That's where she sort of turns into, you're not just here because you're hot. You're here because you've become a very good wrestler, which she, she wasn't at the beginning. No, and, she, was, she wasn't a wrestler at the beginning. No. She came in as essentially a model, and yep. she was turned into a wrestler, That's and right. she was turned into the premier women's wrestler of that era, her yep. and Lita, yep. headlining everything. 
so she was there. You had this ridiculous Hulk Hogan versus Mr. McMahon street fight, which was just <laughs> all kinds of ridiculous. But there was this one match that I found so, so good. It was a triple threat match for the WWE Tag Team Championship. Again, this is WrestleMania 2003, 19 uh, in Seattle. And it was Team Angle, Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin sure. taking on Chris Benoit and Rhino taking on Los Guerreros, which is Eddie Guerrero and Chavo Guerrero. Yeah. And uh, my buddy, Sportsnet, Sportsnet guy, uh, Jimmy Corderas, was the referee. Nice. Uh, this match had – think of the wrestlers that I just mentioned. Yeah. Charlie Haas, Shelton Benjamin, Rhino, Chris Benoit, Chavo Guerrero, Eddie Guerrero. Man, it's hard to get a lot better than that. It was so good, this match. It was incredible. Jimmy did such a good job, too. And even on commentary, Michael Cole and Taz are on commentary for this match. And uh, Jimmy all of a sudden starts counting a pin when it, the commentators didn't realize it was a pin. And Taz goes, great job by Jimmy Cordera. Cordero? Corderas? <laughs> and Michael Cole goes, it's Jimmy Corderas, the Greek man from Canada, of course. <laughs> Love it. Out, outstanding. Uh, it's, that, so I, it's funny when you go back and watch stuff like that. You're like, wow, this, I can't believe that this match happened. That same show, The Undertaker comes out to Limp Biscuit playing him out. So this oh, is wow, yeah. Yeah, this is the last Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. He comes out to that. He has a one on two handicap match against the big show in A Train for some reason. Uh because uh, Nathan Jones wasn't ready, wasn't Nathan? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. Um it happens, people he wins, whatever. Yeah. Uh, again, very good show all yes. around. I, I just I just wanted to say that. No, I I I remember watching that one too. I think that was maybe the last one where I had a bunch of buddies who wanted to get together and watch it. Like at this point, as you said, maybe the end of the Attitude Era, it's falling off a little bit. Um, I can remember I, I ordered WrestleMania 20 with one other buddy, 21, maybe the same guy. 22, there's a group of us. We have a party. Um, that's where Triple H crowns Cena, right? Like we're going to give him one more big win. Um, yep. 23 and that, like at that point, my fandom is sort of in and out. I still check in for most manias, but I'm kind of hit and miss, right? Like it, the, you're sort of at the end of that, that heyday. Um, and then recently again, over the last several years, like I said, as my fandom comes in and out, I still check out mania most of the time. And, and I guess that kind of brings us to where we are now. It's WrestleMania 37. Uh, last year, this snuck up on WWE. It wasn't, you know, I, I was going to say it wasn't fair. None of this has been fair to anybody, uh, but yeah. they have to do this essentially at the training center that they have down in, in Florida. There's nobody in the building. It's just, you know, essentially a lot like what UFC did very early on, completely empty buildings. And they have some big stuff planned. I think, is it not Drew versus Goldberg? Yes, it is. Uh, this year? No, last year. At, oh, at 36 year. at the training yes. center. Yeah. Um, Edge versus Orton. Edge has made his big return, but there's not going to be any crowd stuff. So they kind of wrestle through this whole performance center gym setting. Like everything's brand new and they're doing their best to put on the show. They end up doing two... Um, what do we want to call them? Theatrical matches? What is the, the cinematic, cinematic matches, uh, Undertaker versus AJ in the Boneyard match. 
which I, was fantastic. Which was I enjoyed the hell out of that. I didn't think mm-hmm. I would. And I'm going to hand you the, the, the floor here in a second. I didn't think I'd like that. I did like it. And then we ended up with uh, Bray Wyatt versus John Cena in something very similar. And all this means is instead of being traditionally in the ring, it's pre-shot. It's produced more like a movie than a sporting event. They do all kinds of crazy shit. I enjoyed the one on Saturday night, AJ versus Taker. I didn't like Cena versus Bray. It might've just been too silly. Maybe I'm just past the age where I'm willing to have fun. I I, I don't know what that looks like. I didn't like that one as much. Um, But all of it put together on the fly in like the three weeks from pandemic institution, like we're shutting everything down to WrestleMania. I thought they did their best. This is now maybe the first time that things are going to be opened back up from WWE. They've kind of done this Thunderdome thing, which is, I don't know. It's a lot like what a lot of sports are doing. You're pumping in the crowd noise and you're having people, I guess on live cameras and whatever, check in, I I guess, what do you expect? And and if you want to circle back to any of your thoughts on, on last year's 36 in, in front of no fans and how they put that together, but what do you expect to be kind of the big differences and the adaptations they've been able to make, um, over the course of a year of this pandemic? I think what's going to be most interesting is number one, the fact that we're finally going to have fans in the crowd. So we'll finally understand if somebody's over yes. or not, because without fans, it's really tough to know. Like, is you this know, I, I interviewed, so I interviewed uh, Bobby Lashley mm-hmm. about a week and a half ago, and I said to Bobby, I said, the, the Hurt Business, which is the stable that Bobby has been a part of, yep. uh, I said, has been some of the best television on WWE over the past year. Mm-hmm. And despite how I, I said you're a villainous faction, and he said, we're not villainous. I said, oh, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, you hurt he, his feelings. <laughs> and I said, I was like, what, what is portrayed as, or what seems to be a villainous faction I think is actually going to get a very strong reaction. Hmm. And uh, he said, yeah, you're right. You know, I think that if we go in front of fans that they're going to cheer us. Right. And he, you're going to get that validation on Saturday when it's Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre on night one. And Drew has been painted as the baby face. However, you don't know for sure you until know you actually all. see it. Yeah. Uh, it's, and Drew it's has very- said he wants to go on first. Normally that yeah. title match would be the main event. He wants, this is a very unique year. This will be the first time WWE has been in front of fans in a year. He wants to be the first guy. I, I get that, right? I, I'd love to be the first guy out and say, you know, I'm the first one to perform in front of WWE fans. Now, if he gets booted yeah. out of the building, he may regret it a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's fat. It's an interesting dynamic. It's, it's very interesting. So you, you mentioned WWE had to really quickly pivot. So, WrestleMania 36 was April or late March, I yep. want to say. No, no, early. Uh, I think it was like April, the first like April, or second week in April. Yeah, It was like April 4, 5, 6 or somewhere, somewhere around there. Yeah. So their, WWE's last match in front or last event in front of fans was Monday Night Raw on March 9th. So that's less than a month to all of a sudden turn around mm-hmm. in the supposed to be the biggest spectacle of the world. Uh, in sport in entertainment and yeah. turn it around into just filming it inside an empty hall. Yeah. Uh, I think for what they had to do, they did brilliantly. The Undertaker AJ Styles Boneyard match, what a perfect match for the Undertaker to go out on, particularly after the failings that he had in other in ring matches in previous Agreed. WrestleManias. Totally agree. So Taker going out like that 
spectacular. Uh, the Bray Wyatt AJ Styles match, or pardon me, Bray Wyatt uh, John Cena match, yeah. I thought was actually really good. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was it was for smart marks like <laughs> like myself, yeah. uh, where they they touched on a bunch of old stuff, NWO stuff, yep. Cena turning heel stuff. Uh, it, it was all. God, I, I got a kick out of it. I just didn't like it. I I can't really put a, a thumb on it. Like I understood what they were going for. I just didn't think it was as good as the one the night before. I, I don't know why. I, they were different because yeah. this one obviously didn't have a lot of wrestling in it. No, it did not. It was probably a minute worth of wrestling in whatever was a f- 10, 15 minutes of yeah. uh, cinema style. Anyways, WWE was perfectly suited to do this. Yes. If, if any if any wrestling companies faced with all of a sudden having to transition from in-ring action to cinematic style, WWE's perfect because like we mentioned, they're a fantastic production company. So this was great. This year... We're not going to see any of that. Well, can I, to... uh, I'm cutting you off unfairly. Yep. Before we get to this year, do you think last year and their ability to do these cinematic matches that present more like movies, had they not already ate when Matt Hardy came in um, and did Woken Matt, I guess they called it in WWE instead of Broken Matt, I think mm. it was what it was in TNA. So they do a similar kind of crazy ass match between Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. Um, but all of that stems from work that Matt Hardy had done in TNA. If Matt Hardy doesn't do that crazy shit in TNA, then bring it over as woken Matt in WWE. And, and if you're not a super strong wrestling fan, don't worry about it. It was just, it was all cinematic stuff. It wasn't your normal wrestling matches. It was being presented like a film if that doesn't happen first, if someone else doesn't kind of paint the roadmap, do you think WWE does the same thing with Taker AJ and Bray Cena? Or are they kind of left going, I guess we present this as a normal match? Because I think somebody else kind of showed them there's another way to do this. They don't love doing stuff that isn't their idea, but they went with it here. So I will say that Matt Hardy is absolutely the innovator. Yeah. The broken Matt Hardy versus brother Nero, Matt yes. Hardy versus Jeff Hardy in impact wrestling. That mm-hmm. is the OG of cinematic wrestling matches yeah. for certain, particularly of this era. I mean, you could argue that cinematic wrestling match as far back as WrestleMania 12. If you want to call like gold, gold uh, dust true, versus yeah. Roddy Piper yeah. cinematic. That's a good point. It was, it was previously filmed, yep. but to this, to the, to the nth degree in which it was presented where this was a movie, this Matt Hardy versus Jeff Hardy was the OG in impact. Yeah. I will say that at WrestleMania 36, I think that Bray Wyatt would have presented something somewhat similar because he's got that kind of creative mind, right. that creative aspect to him. He wants to do something different. AJ Undertaker, I'm not so sure we would have seen that because the blueprint was there from right. Hardy. Yes. Uh, so I think that, yes, all the credit in the world does go to Matt Hardy for showing everybody else that there is a different way to do this. WWE went on to do several other cinematic matches that I don't think were as successful, but they kept trying them. And just based on the fact that they're WWE, they were more than just... Yeah, just a month or two later, they would do Money in the Bank, where the instead of being a ladder match in the ring, it was up on the roof of the building, and they kind of fought through the whole... That's kind of cool. I just don't know that they think to do that unless someone else has tried it first and they go, okay, almost like Apple, right? Like Android throws a million things at the wall 
some of it works, some of it doesn't. And Apple waits two, three years and goes, uh, we just took the best two or three, three things from Android a year or two ago, made it better, polished it up and then put it out. But we let other people do the experimenting is sort of how I felt on this one. I will say that WWE has enough creative minds and power behind them that I think that they could come up with something that is just as innovative. They've come up with innovative things before. And mm-hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to sound like I'm tooting WWE's <laughs> horn just because do uh, a sports night as a partner, but right. you know, WWE has done some terrible things, but yep. uh, I think that they would have still been able to come up with something good. Would it have been undertaker AJ Boneyard match? I'm not sure. But Bray Wyatt, John Cena, uh, or the fiend John Cena, I think that they still could have done something similar to that, yeah. especially because Cena is that kind of creative mind as well. Yeah, that's I think true. that he could yep. have helped come through with that. Uh, Taker AJ, I think we're just simply... I wanted to not like it, and I loved it. I mm-hmm. loved it. It was so it was good. It was really, really good. I think that I have no friggin' idea this year what the fiend versus Randy Orton is going to be because they've done some crazy shit yes. with no fans in the, in the audience for those listening. Uh, Randy Orton murdered the fiend, uh, early, early or late, late last year, early this year, yeah. uh, where he lit him on fire sure. in the ring. Yep. He came back. Of course. He's, he's alive. As we all do. Uh, yeah. And Rand, Randy Orton has been spewing black stuff out of his mouth. Uh, he's been possessed by Most of demons. it directed at Soldier Boy for some reason. Oh yeah. Jeez. Yeah. That's... <laughs> That's a that's a deep cut for those who yeah. haven't been following on Twitter. Randy Orton and Soldier Boy are in a Twitter. Remember beef. him? Remember Soldier Boy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Crank, he cranked back three times. Uh, so it's I'm not sure if that's going to be somewhat s- cinematic style. Oh, it I has have, to be. They I keep really, lighting re- each other on fire. Now you're going to have yeah. live fans in the audience. It's going to be harder to light people on fire. I really don't know. Out of all the gambling odds available, the <laughs> The best or worst odds, depending how you want to look at them, the biggest favorite. Who gets the biggest, on fire? The biggest, no, the biggest favorite is is The Fiend. I think okay. he's, like min, he's like minus a thousand yeah. to, defeat, to defeat Randy. Okay. But there should be. I, I could. You can submit bets to Cool Bet. So maybe I'll submit something and say, uh, odds for someone to get lit on fire and give me, give me plus 400. And I'll, I'll lay something on that. Um. So outside of the kind of supernatural Bray Wyatt thing that, that he's got going on, similar to the undertaker back in the day where you kind of have to suspend some disbelief. This is an interesting card before we go. I don't know that we need to hit every match, but there's a lot. Yeah. There's two nights of it, which honestly I kind of like, we'll touch on that in a second. It feels less star studded. Then, then, and part of that is bringing in old guys, right? Like last year, Goldberg was a part of it. Two years ago, Batista's back a part of it. And Brock Lesnar is still around. I guess Brock was actually still around last year as well. It seems like this year they have focused on what they have in house and they're not worried about John Cena and Brock Lesnar and Dave Batista and the undertaker and trying to fit all these guys back in. Um, part of that would be limited returns you bring in stars to your empty building for the build do you think they're worried about that for the actual main card where you are now going to have fans back in attendance and and am i off base and just that i haven't been watching enough and and you know maybe this isn't as 
a week would be overstating it, but just not as star studded as some previous years. I mean, it's, it's an interesting way to look at it. I would say star studded is in the eye of the beholder. Yes. Do you, does a fan is a hardcore WWE fan just as likely to watch the card with Brock Lesnar on it or with Brock Lesnar not on it, I think that they're going to watch regardless. Yes. Does Brock Lesnar, what's the ROI on Brock Lesnar this year? What's the ROI on wrestler, mm-hmm. old old wrestler X coming in? But like you would John grant Tino, me this is the year or this is the event where... Absolutely, this is the event that you, you would bring somebody like that in. Yes. Uh, the ROI, I think, like you mentioned, it's, 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 tough, to, it's tough to justify it. Uh, you have two nights, so let's let's stick with what we have. Let's roll out with what we have. And knowing the fact that everybody who's there, it's the first WWE event in over a year live with fans. Yes. They're going to be fired up. I think so. It, no matter who's there. Like you mentioned, Drew McIntyre wants to go on first. He's not an idiot. He no, he's not. For, for, <laughs> for a reason, yeah. because people are going to lose their minds at the first entrance music that they hear. Yeah. Doesn't matter who it is. Uh, you could send out Bad Bunny first, and I think that they'd get fired up for that. Well, maybe not. I Look, I, I get that I've kind of drifted from my hardcore wrestling knowledge. I've also kind of drifted from anything cool in pop culture as I get old. I don't really know what Bad Bunny is, but I know it was a big deal when he became a part of wrestling. What do you think of, they did it last year for the first time, Two nights and Japan has done this a couple times and uh, new Japan, you know, their biggest event of the year. Let's run it out two nights back to back. I, I really liked it last year, but I think a big part of it was I hated the years previous. It's six or seven hours long. Mm -hmm. There's nothing in the world that I like enough to sit in front of for six or seven years or years. No. That's obviously felt, true. felt like it. Honestly, it, 2019, I was so excited for that triple threat, Ronda versus Charlotte versus Becky Lynch main event. It They weren't even doing entrances until after midnight. It was yep. too much. So mm-hmm. in principle, I like the two night deal, but then they start stretching out the two nights as well a little bit last year. Um, do you like the idea of turning WrestleMania into two nights this year? And if so, do you like it as like the new normal? So I think last year was certainly you wanted to drive, they wanted to drive traffic to the WWE network. Yes. You, how do you do that? Two nights of WrestleMania programming. You have something good leading in. You put on one of your most prominent shows, a 20, a 24, seven, uh, 365, uh, stone cold, uh, podcast sessions, uh, and then you have something coming out that's strong to try and keep people interested. This year, I think the nature of the beast is you're going to get some live gate revenue, but you can only fill up so much of the stadium. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? You do two nights, get as much gate revenue as you possibly can. I'm still not exactly sure how many people are going to have in there. I was going to ask you, do you know what the I know that they, they've re- or... I think there's still tickets available, if that, if that means anything at all. I think it's... 30% capacity okay. that, yeah, that, that, they're, right. that they're taking. Uh, it's certainly not a hundred percent capacity no. like, like uh, Texas. Whoops. I think it's, uh, it's going to be about 50,000 fans across two nights from what I remember. Okay. 
at Raymond um, so, James, it, like it's a giant NFL stadium, so it's not even close stadium, to full. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So there'll there'll be a lot of space out there. Um, the, it you know the two nights is interesting. Um, a lot of the times, uh, you know, I think sometimes I'd rather the one night. But like you, I think if I'd prefer be one, to be much shorter. Yeah, just, I'm I'm fine with over three hours. I get that. Yes, but, you know, I'll give you four, four on WrestleMania. Fine. I'll take four. I'm not but taking once six, man. Like, once we're taking, once we're getting to six, like I am exhausted. Yes, and it's not good for the product either because fans are exhausted watching the show after a while too. Right. So you your on, biggest matches, you, you put out your biggest stars at the end. I've been here since four p.m. Man, it's twelve fifteen. I don't have any big cheers left in me. Like this is a, not going to feel like a big deal because I can't cheer for it. If you're there for a six plus hour show and you're, you could put out the Taker Michaels match from right. uh, WrestleMania, whatever that was, 26, 27. 20, yeah. What, uh, the back to back incredible matches that they yes. had. And like fans are going to be exhausted. Right. By, and it's going to be tough to cheer for it. So it's hurting the product, it's hurting the wrestlers uh, in the long run. But I mean, you know, money talks. So of course, if it's, if it's drawn money, if it's drawn cash, then they're going to do it. It's tough to do if you're, putting on a production and trying to fill up rent a football stadium for two consecutive nights to try and fill up. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, I can imagine that the cost of that is huge. So I think that they'd probably rather do it on just one night, but I think that's just a business. That's just a business decision at that point. The two nights this year, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I am because I think that there's two distinct nights that have two distinct sets of matches. I think that night two is going to be, better than night one but maybe that's too because i think that i'm more interested in a lot of the matches on night number two as opposed to night number one and i do like that it appears in at least one or two cases that they're going to use night one to set up night two so i kind of like that uh last thing before we get into the actual card as i i drag your time out here what is i did not like that they put tickets on sale for both nights before they told you what was going to be on each night. I don't want to buy tickets to night one and then find out that, I don't know, all the title matches are going to be on night two. Like, mm-hmm. I guess with limited tickets being sold, you can kind of guarantee you're probably going to sell out to the hardcores either way yeah. and it'll yeah. be okay. But it, it does kind of suck that you're you're making this a two-night deal but you're going to ask me to buy my tickets before I know what's happening on each night. Now that, that information is out now. It wasn't when tickets went on sale. I thought that kind of sucked. Whereas normally you would buy tickets to WrestleMania six months ago. You had no idea what was going to be on the card, but it would all be one night. You'd get it it, all. It it doesn't matter. WrestleMania will sells tickets based on the name. It doesn't sell tickets based on who's on the card. Yes. Uh, it's it's unfortunate because if I'm buying tickets and I bought tonight one, uh, I'm going to be kind of disappointed because yeah, night I two I think Roman has or, the better matches. Yeah, it's true. Um, so like we don't need to go through every single match on this, but on night one, the the big event seemed to be uh, we're talking about Drew versus Bobby Lashley, and uh, the big event kind of closing WrestleMania last year was Drew McIntyre winning the title from, and you'll have to help me out. I can't remember whether it was Brock or Goldberg. We, we saw one on each. It was, it was Brock. Um, 
and now he's on night one. Now that's not necessarily a, a downgrade. We don't know that night one's going to be like, they're obviously trying to sell this as a two night deal. He wants to go on first by the sounds of it. And there's some talk that, um, uh, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. Yeah. May yeah. main event night one. And I think that would be, that'd be fine. Like that, that'd be cool. Um, Roman Reigns versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan is clearly going to be on night two. That'll that'll close WrestleMania weekend a thousand percent. Yeah, what do you think of you know how these cards are are going to shake out? And and you've said you prefer night two to night one if you were buying tickets, but you know how strong is this kind of all the way through? So I think that night one really. I think that the best match on the card is the WWE Championship match. I think Bobby versus Drew. I think it'll be good. Uh, they're two hosses. I don't think that they're known for technician. Yeah, technician wise. Brett Sean. No, that's, it's not going to be Brett Sean. It's not going to be Brett Owen. But right. I still think that they can put on a really good show. Sure. I mean, Bobby Lash. Bobby Lashley is he's a ring veteran now. Drew's a ring veteran as well. So I think that it could be really good. I don't think that Sasha Bianca have the drawing power to close the show even if bianca's being crowned the new wwe smackdown women's champion which i anticipate her being right um i think that the it would look cool with bianca celebrating Mm -hmm. um and also i think that you have to acknowledge it's history making where you have two black superstars yeah uh wrestling in in the main event of wrestlemania that's going ahead head to head that's certainly never happened and i think that you have to Tip your tip your cap to that and say it's history making in every regard because representation matters more than ever these days. Of course. Um, so it would it would be very WWE would be making history this. by putting yeah. those two on last, and they certainly know that. From a a pure wrestling standpoint, I don't think that Sasha Bianca that story is strong enough to do that. Okay. I don't think that the Bobby Drew stories that is that strong either. Right. How, so it's it's tough to look at that night and say. Uh, this is the main event of the card. Uh, I think that those two matches are two of the better ones. Um, I think that New Day going up against AJ AJ Styles and uh, his new buddy Omos, uh, is, it, it could be okay. Uh, just anything that AJ Styles is in is going to be good. Fantastic. Uh, Cesaro, Seth Rollins, I think is going to be the match of the night, but yeah. that's not that's definitely not going to close. Those guys have probably wrestled a thousand times in their <laughs> in their lives. But now they're going to get 20 25 minutes to put on a technical masterpiece, I guarantee it. Yeah, that's going to be match of the night on night mm-hmm. 1, but not necessarily the marquee, right? Like No, yeah. no, that's not going to be the marquee match. I think that that out of anything could could open the show and that would be a, an oh, extremely be strong yeah. show opener. Yeah. Uh, nothing else sticks out to me in night, night one. Okay. Bad Bunny and Damien Priest versus the Miz <laughs> and John Morrison. I mean, Bad what Bunny. Is, and what is Bad Bunny? Bunny? Is Bad Bunny a rapper? What is, what he's, is... he's a, he's a Spanish rapper. Yeah. Okay. He's from, he's from Latin America. So okay. WWE, to get into the business of wrestling, WWE <laughs> is pushing strong into Latin America. They want a big footprint in there. Well, where's and Ray? So, Have we given up on Ray's? He heard Ray's, uh, Dominic. Ray's wrestling gone. on, Ray's, Ray's wrestling in night two. Okay. So he's, right. he's there. All right. Um, I think he's wrestling a night too. He's uh, gotta be forty-eight years old. He's he's. I mean, he's ageless. Ray Ray Mysterio. His um, knees would disagree. <laughs> so Bad Bunny being one of the highest-selling rappers in in the world right now, he's he's gonna be he's gonna be in there, and that's gonna draw a lot of eyeballs in. Latin so he's America. this year's Gronk. Eh, 
yeah. I mean, essentially, yeah, yeah okay. pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to draw a lot of eyeballs in Latin America. So that's exactly that's why he's doing. there. Same yeah. with Damien Priest. Damien Priest is, uh, uh, I think he's Puerto Rican. Okay. I, don't, I think I think he's American, but he's a Puerto Rican heritage. He right. speaks Spanish. Yeah. Um, so that's going to draw a lot of eyeballs there. Uh, I watched the Bad Bunny video. <laughs> with it's it's called. He has a song called Booker T. And nice. Booker, T, Booker T's in it. Uh, I don't. It's all in Spanish, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on. But Senko time, Senko time, Senko time. The, vi- the video is kind of cool, I guess. I don't all know. All right. But I'm so old. That's like I've, the things that everybody thinks are cool. I I have no idea, man. I, I don't. Well, know Well, night, night two should be pretty cool. I think. Okay. Uh, Roman Reigns, Edge, Daniel Bryan. That's going to close close WrestleMania weekend, no matter what. That's going to be that's going to be a really good match. Have they bungled this? Edge was supposed to be like the like that match is going to take place exactly ten years to the day that Edge had to retire. Uh, Orangeville, Ontario's Edge. Orangeville, Ontario's finest. Yeah, um, he had to retire due to a neck injury. He comes back a year ago, uh, wins, uh, participates in the Royal Rumble, has a match with Randy Orton at that empty building WrestleMania because of the pandemic, busts up his shoulder, misses a bunch of time again. This year wins the Royal Rumble, comes all the way back, and he's supposed to be this big, unbelievable, over-the-top babyface. We're supposed to be so pumped, and I'm a... Yeah, he was on 31 Thoughts with uh, Friedman and Merrick not too long ago talking about wrestling at Maple Leaf Gardens and, you know, being a Leafs guy. He opens up Hockey Night in Canada. I'm an edge guy, but it feels like they've failed to get him over as like this huge baby face, which should have been a slam dunk. And you almost had to add Daniel Bryan, which kind of reminds me of a previous time Daniel Bryan main event at a WrestleMania. Have they blown it on edge a bit or do you think this was always the best way to go to have these three guys as the main event? I, I Before I hand it to you, I, I know I, I was, it looked like I was going to hand it to you. I'm pulling it back and I'm going to keep it for a second. I don't like triple threats at the top of WrestleMania. It was awesome with Daniel Bryan. It was awesome with Chris Benoit, but I want to see a one-on-one big time baby face versus our number one heel. And it just seems like they failed to put that together. So here's what I'll say. Anytime that you inject Daniel Bryan into a match, I think it's going to be, yeah, I'm down. It's, it's not, it's not going to be any worse. No, I will not. say that edge has been portrayed over the last few weeks. of WWE television is actually somewhat of a heel. Yes. He's declared himself as he is reincarnated as the rated R superstar. Nice. Um, we really, again, thinking back, hearkening back to an earlier point in our conversation where we said you don't know who's over and who's not. I think Edge is going to get a massive pop. Okay. Massive pop from the crowd. He could, he could keep going down the route that he is right now. And I still think that he's going to be cheered. Hmm. I think that Roman is going to be cheered. Roman wow. is, <laughs> Roman is going to be over. His, it took so his, long. His new character being the head of the it's table, so good. being being the badass that he is, it's going to be over. And he hasn't been able to showcase his character in front of fans. For people so who haven't been out. watching for a while, they tried forever to make mm-hmm. this guy the new Hulk Hogan, the new he number was- one good guy. And they shoved it down your throat and the fans rejected it and said, we don't want this. 
this guy's a bad guy. We're going to boo him. And they turned him into the coolest bad guy in the company. And now fans love him, right? Like, well, this is they incredible. Tried, they, tr- they tried to shove him down their throats as a clean-cut baby face, yes. as a white meat baby face. Yep. And fans just saw right through it. Yep. And they didn't like it. No. He comes He comes back and he acts, He the way that he's presented seems very believable yes. in, what he, in what he is. Totally agree. So I can buy it. I can buy it immediately. So he's going to come back. He's going to be cheered. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i not sure who's going to get booed in this match. Are they going to boo Daniel? Don't boo Daniel. <laughs> no, I don't I don't think they will. I think fans are going to be fired up to see Daniel Bryan. Yeah. I, I think the fans are going to be fired to see all three of these guys. So it's hard to say. I can understand your reasoning saying, uh, why did they need to add someone else to this match? A one-on-one match, Edge and Roman Reigns would have been incredible. Yes. And you're right. Did they bungle this? I don't know because right. I need I need to I need to see something in front of fans to know exactly how people that's feel. The, that's the thing, I can eh? see people. Yeah. I can see how people feel on Twitter, but fuck, I live in a bubble on Twitter, <laughs> Twitter so it's t- it, it's tough to it's tough to know exactly what's going on. I think that that match in the triple threat will still be a show stealing capability, and it deserves to close the night. I'm going to allow you to watch only one match on wrestlemania what is it kevin owens versus Sami Zayn. nice absolutely couple of good quebecers a couple of good quebecers going at it maryville quebec canada's kevin owens going up against montreal Sami Zayn. uh this is another clubhouse which i think is going to die a horrible painful death the whole reason i got clubhouse was to watch uh Sami Zayn talk to george strombolopoulos I was, I was, I listened to that as well. Actually, that was fantastic. Very, that was a very cool conversation. Yeah. Um, these guys. This is another instance similar to Cesaro and Seth Rollins. Yeah. Uh, Kevin and Sammy have probably wrestled a thousand times. (laughs) For sure. It's also brilliant in the fact that this match was announced. I think, or it was set up two weeks ago, and that's all the build you need for this match. You know the history. Yeah. You know who these two guys are there doesn't need to be a whole lot of buildup for this match. I already understand what these two guys are all about. Mm. And I understand that they are two of the best wrestlers in the company. I am so excited to see these two guys get some time on the biggest stage there is in wrestling and showcase exactly what comes out of Canada. And that is the best wrestling on the planet. And I believe that, that Canadian wrestlers are the best. And Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are the pinnacle of what is the best on the planet. I think that Kenny Omega certainly has an argument for being the best Canadian wrestler. Mm -hmm. I think that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are right there with him. Edge is there with him now, too. Think about that. Edge, a Canadian, headlining WrestleMania. It's the first time since uh, he wrestled CM Punk, since Chris Jericho wrestled CM Punk, I think, in 2013. Yep. Uh, and so we have a Canadian back in the main event. We also have a Canadian wrestling another Canadian on that night uh, at NXT TakeOver in the main event. You have Kyle O'Reilly of Delta BC going up against Adam Cole. This is the golden age of Canadian wrestling, and it's going to be showcased to the nth degree, to the highest possible way that it can be with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I can't tell you how fired up I am to see those two guys go at it and showcase just how great they are. I love that that's the one you pulled out and said, this is the one I want to see, right? Like the, it, it is incredible. We started this conversation on Brett and Owen and we come all the way to 2021, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. They have had a story that is dated back 
long before WWE into ROH. 10 plus plus years. yeah. Yeah. Up to NXT and then through WWE, you know. Friends, even bef- even before ROH, just little tiny independent shows in Quebec, just just f- with in front of fifty people in a dimly lit bingo hall, these two El guys Generico were putting on classics. Kevin Steen, yes, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's interesting that you mentioned El Generico because <laughs> no one quite knows what happened to him. No, obviously, we have no idea who that guy might be. <laughs> no, I I think he did. I think he's dead though. I think that's what happened. I think he died. <laughs> That's the rumor. That's the rumor. That's, that's what's going around. All right. Yeah. Uh, you're then, I, I'm going to ask you to kind of pin this, you know, on a scale of one to 10, but versus previous WrestleManias, your level of excitement for this weekend's card cards. It's, it's again, interesting in the same vein as last year where, it's not so much excitement as it is intrigue. Yes. Last year, a whole lot of intrigue, seeing just exactly what the hell they were going to do. This year, again, it's that. First time in a stadium mm-hmm. in, I mean, they're in the trop, but it was designed as an arena uh, <laughs> for the la- for the last few months. Uh, so fans don't enjoy exactly yeah. coming out of the trop. No. And it's, I'm, I'm, I have a lot of intrigue in this year's show and the I'd say that I have more interest in this year's show than if I'm comparing it to something else that was going to have fans than the show two years ago or when it was Roman Reigns versus Triple H in the main event right. in 34, I think that was. Sure. Um, even Although the staff's entrance, pretty, very good. Pretty, yeah. yeah, pretty good. Pretty even, good. even 35 with Charlotte, Rhonda, and Becky. Yeah. I was pumped to see them. But where's Charlotte? <laughs> How much time do you have? That's, <laughs> that is there's so, a whole there's a whole rumor behind what's going on with her. Supposedly, the WWE talk doctors said you're pregnant, and then it turned out she was not pregnant. And then she posted on Twitter she has COVID, and I'm certainly not going to argue whether. But she's not here, regardless of what might be going on. Uh, also. I can't imagine it's related, but her significant other recently left WWE. So her significant other was Andrade. Yes. And we mentioned how WWE's pushing to get into Latin America, and mm. all of a sudden, one mm. of their best, one of their top Mexican stars, who yes. is a legitimate, very, very good wrestler, yep. asks for his release. They don't want to grant it. They eventually do grant it. At the same time, Charlotte's in this very odd feud against Lacey Evans, where Lacey Evans is getting advice, yeah. help, <laughs> something from her father, Ric Flair. Lacey Evans, the the feud ends like that. Yeah. And Lacey it's Evans, is, I'm, I'm pregnant. And oh. then Charlotte's been off TV for a month, <laughs> and she's been removed from all the WrestleMania posters. And everyone is thinking that she said either give – Andrade his release or I won't be on WrestleMania. Wow. They gave him his release and Charlotte is still not on WrestleMania. Okay. No one's quite sure what's going on there. It's a here it's a it's a lot of hearsay and certainly don't take my word for it because I But in three or every, four every, weeks every, we also are gonna hear Lacey Evans is not pregnant. Lacey Evans is not pregnant. Yeah, she hasn't been on television though. No, since. that's just gonna I, get dropped, right? That's, yes. Uh, yeah, but from people I've talked to, it's, there's a, there's a whole lot of rumors every which way about that. 
it's interesting. Anyways, back to the original question. Yeah, sorry, but WrestleMania 35, 34, not a lot sticks out to me. This year I am I'm very I'm very intrigued by it. More intrigued than years past, I'd say. Okay. Uh what's coming up? What do we got uh what can we look forward to from Kevin Mickey at sportsnet.ca this week? Well, I would definitely encourage everyone to check out my piece on the state of independent wrestling in Canada right now. That's great. Uh, I, I spoke to a few different independent wrestlers. Uh, if anybody is on TikTok, they may have seen the viral video of two Canadian twins saying, who painted the Mona Lisa? And at the same time, they go, Da Vinci? <laughs> Those two guys are from... <laughs> Uh, Vancouver area. They okay. call them uh, they call them bimbos, male bimbos. <laughs> that's what that's what they keep calling these guys. Fresh out of Seinfeld, man. Exactly. <laughs> super super nice dudes. I, okay. I spoke with them. Uh, I spoke with them a few weeks. These ago. aren't the Very, Singh brothers. No, no, no. But they do they they do know the Singh brothers. I though. bet they, yeah. they, they train with those guys. Okay. Uh, really really nice people. I spoke to Jody Threats, an independent wrestler of Toronto. Uh, she's really cool. And Channing Decker, who is also in Toronto, he runs Greek Town Wrestling. Hmm. Um, that's, so it was, it was very illuminating talking to those people. Uh, and for hockey fans, I spoke to Kyle Dubas about WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be coming out, uh, this week as well. Whenever you're listening to it, it I think it comes out Wednesday. I'm yep. not sure when this is coming out. Wednesday morning uh, is when we're dropping this episode. Perfect. So I think it'll come out that day, this today. If yep. you, if you're listening Wednesday, uh, Kyle, it, I was blown away by the deep cuts that he provided <laughs> WrestleMania. <laughs> He was he was awesome to talk to. Uh, that's gonna also going to be on Sportsnet Central too. Some of his answers. See, the thing uh, about that is, I'm concerned that the final night of WrestleMania is the day before the trade deadline, and check Kyle's going to be a little check bit out my Q and A, man. Okay, he's going to be distracted. <laughs> all right, all right. He talks about it. <laughs> that's what we call a tease, folks. Nice. Uh, well, I spoke to Bobby Lashley, so I have an article about his journey from his original coming into WWE to leaving to coming back and now reaching the pinnacle, becoming just the third black WWE champion in history. His a first lot of WrestleMania stuff. without Donald Trump. Yes, exactly. <laughs> a lot of interesting stuff there. Uh, myself and Jimmy Corderas, former WWE official, friend of Sportsnet, uh, he, he and I recorded a gambling preview. So we talked about the best bets for WrestleMania, if you're going to lay some coin on it. Mm. Um, I also have, I'll be live blogging the event Saturday and Sunday on Sportsnet's website. Uh, I think I'm missing something where there'll be, there'll be something and there'll be some stuff in Sportsnet Central coming up. More shit. Just keep your eye on Sportsnet. Yeah. Anything that, anything wrestling related, I've probably had my hand on. We somewhere. will uh, share it all well, as long as Kevin does uh, on Twitter <laughs> at Talkin Audio as well. Uh, tell me a little bit, just briefly, because I know I've kept you way longer than I probably should have. Um, your uh, your own YouTube gig you got going now with uh, this nice combination craft beer wrestling betting there was a lot going on on the last video I watched there what's happening yeah I was uh, well I had I haven't had a lot of time lately d- okay. to keep to keep doing it, unfortunately but yeah I started this I just started this thing because I just wanted to called beers and brawls totally <laughs> separate love it totally separate from Sportsnet just so I could shoot the shit about talk about whatever I wanted. Basically, it's just talking about wrestling, talking about gambling, yeah. talk and drinking, drinking beer while I do it. Just cutting, cutting together <laughs> just short familiar. videos. I, I yeah, I get yeah, it. I, 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 I get it. You'd recognize that. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is awesome, man. I, 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 like I said, I know I've kept you a long time, but uh, this is one of the uh, 
the biggest events of the year. This is one of those things that to this day, I still get messages from guys I used to watch wrestling with back in elementary and high school. And I don't know, it seems to be fading away a little bit, right? The inhibitions, people are just like, yeah, no, I still watch WrestleMania every year. Kind of like people who don't watch football all year, but still watch the Super Bowl or the Grey Cup or whatever. WrestleMania sells itself a little bit. And uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I, I know, as I said off the top, maybe a little less celebrity appeal. Maybe not. Maybe I just don't understand the significance of Bad Bunny or whatever's going on there. But I'm You're looking old, forward man. to it. I know. You're old. What it's, happened to it's you, man? Crip- <laughs> it's awful. It's so bad. You used to be cool. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> I've never said that. But no, I, I'm looking forward to it, man. Every year. I, I like WrestleMania. I'm looking forward to it. And often the ones that you have the least expectation for are the ones that kind of step up and blow you away. And I think, as you've alluded to a few times, the fact that this will be their first time back in front of a live crowd in over a year may take this to a different level. So I'm looking forward to it, man. I I really appreciate you making some time. No problem, buddy. Anytime. Anytime I'm happy to chat wrestling. How uh, how were the pints? Treat you right? Spectacular. Ready to crack another one pretty soon here. Yeah, attaboy. Attaboy. Uh, check out at Kevin Mickey on Twitter. And uh, he he will be on this all week at sportsnet.ca. So we will make sure that we share those links as we roll through WrestleMania week. And uh, make sure you're following him on Twitter. Make sure you're following us on Twitter. We'll have a couple of points and, and, and be talking wrestling as the thing moves through. This has been fun, man. Appreciate it. Anytime. Anytime, Matty. We're on Twitter and Instagram at all can audio. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening right now. Some of these new fangled apps are calling it a follow. You'll see it. Just hit it. It's like a thumbs up. It's a follow. It's a subscribe. You're going to love it. We're going to bring good stuff for you. Make sure you click on that. We will see you on the next episode of TCA. You can get more TCA at TallCanAudio.com or by searching TallCan Audio on your favorite podcast app.